Welcome back to The Talking Hedge. I'm Josh Kincaid, Capital Markets Analyst and host of your Cannabis Business Podcast. Today we're going to take a look at how CBD prices are falling as currency is rising. Some companies are jumping into the CPG game for some of uh, product goods. Help us kind of digest all of that. It's Katrina Gildowski, angel investor and attorney in Seattle. Katrina, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. So looking at uh, some, some consumer spending Higher doses of CBD are becoming more popular amongst users. So looking at some of those prices as a, you know, uh, I think 2018 fourth quarter, we saw probably the the Google search for CBD peak at its highest. So it's obviously one of the more popular cannabinoids behind THC in terms of what it does, but most people don't know about CBG or CBN or some of these other more rare cannabinoids. But 2020 CBD consumer data showed that 73% of consumers have been using CBD for at least six months or more, up from 59% in 2019. And at the same time, CBD users are spending less per product as CBD companies reduce prices and consumers take advantage of sales promotions. 2020 CBD consumer data showed that 74% of consumers are spending under $50 per product which is up 60% from the previous year. And at the same time, the percentage of CBD users reporting their average spend per product is under 30 bucks. That's 75, that represents 40, 47% in 2020. So more people are using it. I don't know if it's uh, as effective, not being full spectrum or uh, having some THC in it, but nonetheless, people are going after it. Um, Although we've noted before that edibles are popular right now as people are working from home or not working at all. So topicals are down and edibles are up. But nonetheless, I think the popularity of CBD is there, maybe the gateway into cannabis and hemp since it is legal and, and uh, more supported. Well, this st- statistic is interesting. 73% of the people who have been using CBD have, have done so for six months or more. Uh, And that sort of tracks with what CBD is intended to do, chronic conditions, uh, inflammation, um, uh, not that CBD treats inflammation, (laughs) I have to be careful, Uh, but the uh, the CBD is primarily used for more chronic, long-lasting conditions as opposed to um, a a weekend uh, event. Uh, But the fact that the price is going down is not news to anyone Uh, with the with the farm bill of 2018 and the massive rush of John Dick and Harry to get into the market resulted in a price crash. This is not news. And in fact, this has been going on for uh, I'm going to say probably by this point about 12 months uh once that 2019 harvest came in uh the prices just plummeted uh and as far as the changing potency uh the plant is the plant (laughs) uh and unless you're going to dilute it the potency it's going to change so i don't think the potency reflects the price or the price reflects the potency we saw some of the cbg prices for isolate uh, as high as $2,500 and as low as 700 And now CBG is like the new CBD. So CBG distillate was as high as 11000 and as low as 3500 So just like any commodity, when it comes on board, it's popular, it's rare. Um, 
but eventually those prices are going to plummet. So anybody who's got a pitch deck with medical marijuana at $7,000 a pound for flour is crazy. And if you have water-soluble CBD at $18,000 a kilo, you're also crazy. Those prices just don't last long. <laughs> no, they what don't. What it does do is it creates a lot of uh, people that want to come into this industry. So both you and I, Katrina, we've talked to people who thought that they were going to get a 10x return within the first round. So they were going to put in something like fifteen dollars or $80,000, whatever it was, and they thought they were going to get a hundred grand back on, on their first um, grow or first sales round or whatever they were trying to do. They thought they were going to get an immediate return on investment like it's a casino, and it's really just not. So with the introduction of lower prices, um, we are seeing some big players able to take advantage of that. Um, so Dean Foods is selling equipment and research and development facility to a CBD brand called ECS. So this is definitely normalizing the industry, definitely showing that some of the distressed assets or not even distressed assets, but the normalization from Dean Foods going into the cannabis industry, I think should be sending some alerts and shockwaves as other companies try to get into the CPG market um, I know that you've got experience with the compliance and international and even state regulations. Is there, is there still 14 states that don't allow CBD to some degree? Um, yeah. Uh, and in fact, that number is probably higher uh, than the last time I looked, which was uh, earlier in the first quarter. Uh, and so the problem is, is there are bad actors in the CBD market and as a result of some bad actors, uh, the, the feds are cranking down. Um, as a result of the popularity, the feds are cranking down. And the more people that say CBD cures cancer, uh, look, buy CBD infused leggings. Um, it's, it just topples the market for everybody. So this was not a surprise. Uh, and the price dropping was not a surprise. Uh, anyone who's followed this industry for, for a minute uh, expected all of this. So let's take a look at this Benzinga article, what they learned, and we can just kind of give our own examples of uh, what you've learned and what I've seen and learned working with uh, CBD companies trying to get into the, the normal marketplace. Friends of ours like Aw Warner with Cannabis Basics is in um, grocery stores now and PCC everywhere. So looking at uh, some opportunities, leveraging uh, what you already do for your brands and emerging yourselves in that brand, doing in-depth market research, betting supply chain partners, testing products, setting up and executing customer trials. Um, all of those things that a business dev person should be able to do to kind of help you uh, get into the market the right way the first time. Agreed. And hopefully that's with distressed assets because CBD is a little bit crazy to try to get into now. But if you can couple that with strategic partners who have THC, then you don't have to duplicate efforts. So I'll look at some opportunities with that. So some of the key learnings, uh, education is key, right? And maybe that's, you know, knowing the market. So if you're educated on what your return on investment is rather than what you would like it to be, you know, that reality would be better known up front rather than smacking in the face down the line, for example. Right. Uh, and, and I think this article correctly points out uh, there is a vast majority of 
uh, the United States consumer market that truly does not know the difference between THC and CBD. So take that into account, branding, packaging, from day one, the consumer does not understand your product. Well, neither does Brandon Kennedy of Tilray. So I think it's important to know some medical relationship or understanding a business or commodity, um, not getting in it for altruistic reasons, but that could help because at least you understand the medicinal benefits of it. Um, but learning, because if you don't learn and you don't stay on top and you don't pivot to stay relevant, something new can come along like concentrates. And if it's not your thing, you can immediately become irrelevant. And look at high times. They didn't stay on top of the game. And then when the industry shifted from, uh, you know, underground, learn how to grow to, oh, what is this strain? Tell me more about it and move towards culture. They're now basically defunct. So they just had to extend their IQ another three months. And that's just another nail in the coffin for that brand. Right. Looking at them, um, CBD prices are going to have to drop. So we already covered that. So a lot of these companies are uh, wanting to get into grocery stores and everything else because of the opportunity for um, for exposure. I was just at a I just went golfing the other day and saw uh, CBD and in the golf store. I asked the guy, he's like, I've never sold one of those. So people don't know what it is. Uh, maybe that's not the right place for it. Um, I had gone beforehand. I got my edibles and, and everything I needed before. I definitely didn't make a bit of a pro golf uh, shop to, to get my CBD stuff. You're right. Uh, the, the one thing about price is if you're going to be a mass market retail uh, product, you, you really need to think about the price point for that consumer. Uh, and, you know, a $50 soda, a $50 lotion, uh, you're probably going to be the most expensive thing in that grocery store. And I would give some real thought to that. Uh, unless you're going to be plopping down in the Neiman Marcus and the Nordstrom land, uh, price will drive this market. So number four is that companies are shifting to direct-to-consumer and subscription models, especially with kind of this lockdown. I know that um, delivery is getting fast-tracked for a lot of companies. Um, people are just kind of getting used to it. So I had to buy my coffee just today, for example, uh, online because they don't, they don't do it uh, in person anymore. <laughs> so that's going to get a lot of people to be able to purchase comfortably online who maybe didn't want to before for whatever reason, security, or they have to now. Uh, but the direct-to-consumer model is interesting because even clothes, like these people are signing up for stuff and they have clothes delivered to them and makeup and all of these things, and it's just becoming... You know, another box you get in the, in the mail every month. So maybe that's MLM. Maybe that's just a mail order subscription. I definitely think that that's becoming more mainstream and normalized. I do, I do agree with your statement, Josh. And I think it also gets to the point of um, most folks who are using uh, CBD are treating a, a, a chronic a chronic problem and they're going to find a product they like and they're going to reorder the same product because it works for them. Uh, and I like being on the internet because the internet allows you to do some of that education of your consumer that you can't get at the golf, the golf place. So there's still a lot of blank canvas out there 
So we sift through the markets and data and insights and guide clients to go to market strategies. You can notice a few glaring gaps in the market with significant audiences that are going unserved or underserved. So looking for the unknown, I guess, right? Staying flexible, uh, staying, um, being able to pivot to stay relevant. All of those things are important. Knowing where prices are going to go, where consumers are wanting to go, looking at uh, more rare cannabinoids. I'll tell you where the CBD market is going to go. Number one, it's going to go to a reputable brand, not necessarily an existing brand, but a reputable brand because there's so much confusion and so much, uh, let's just call it bad actors, uh, not putting CBD or the amount of CBD in their product or uh, you know, changing their name every week because they had to file bankruptcy and not, not uh, pay their creditors. So number one, the CBD market is going to go to credibility. The second is price. Uh, you cannot be charging astronomical amounts of money for these products anymore. Uh, they're readily available. If you're going to convince somebody to pay $50 for your, for your hand lotion uh, that they can buy at Walgreens, uh, a, 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 another type of hand lotion for at a $5 price point, you're not going to be able to charge 10 times more just because it has CBD in it. Especially when you get to the point that there's like a few drops of CBD in the entire container. Uh, once the novelty wears off, price will matter. Cost of goods sold affects your price. So give some thought to that. Um, and then lastly is international. Um, and, and we have seen um, some uh, CBD brands do very well and some fail horrendously. So let, let's Let's look at um, Charlotte's Web. Charlotte's Web is highly reputable. They have a great story. Their product is a little pricey, but they were one of the early successes in the CBD area playing on, um, on Charlotte's Web, uh, the name and the story behind it. Uh, but that also made them a target for class action litigation. Uh, and I don't think anybody expected that. Uh, now, compare that to just a fly-by-night CBD operation in it for a buck, um, selling at the 7-Eleven and maybe getting their, their raw product from overseas. You got to be able to compete and decide between that, that fly-by-night 7-Eleven um, uh, product, comparing that to a reputable product like Charlotte's Web. Then extrapolate that United States consumer experience overseas. So when you start talking about CPG, getting into CBD and all these lovely acronyms, Coca-Cola, if they're going to consider putting CBD into a beverage, they are not looking at the United States. They're looking at the entire world. And they're not going to have different formulations for different prices. That's not how mass production works. 
And so when you see these big name brands going into cannabis, just like the article pointed out, this is what they're looking for. They're looking for uh, reputation, they're looking for stability, and they're looking for can they sell that exact same product in a different country. It'll go the way to uh, ingredients, just like vitamin C. It has to be a trusted brand, but it'll be in everything, just like any other uh, supplement or ingredient. And the price for that to happen has to be really, really low. So expect even lower prices uh, for it to be trusted like vitamin C, since you can't really feel CBD. It has to be a trusted brand for you to have repeat customers. Uh, but only time will tell. So you have to come back to the talking hedge and find out. With that, we're going to roll this one up. I want to thank my guest, Katrina Glogowski, angel investor and attorney. Katrina, thanks for being back on the podcast. Thanks, Josh. I'm Josh Kincaid. This is The Talking Hedge. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, or don't. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hi, my name is Kira Reed, and I'd like to invite you to be inspired by the women who are leading in the cannabis industry. Each week, we will discuss empowerment, leadership, and what it means to be a woman in charge in marijuana, hemp, and CBD. As the founder of the Women Empowered in Cannabis community, I have had the great pleasure to get to know many brilliant and talented women who are CEOs, executives, politicians, advocates, and community leaders that are focused on creating a cannabis economy that is just, fair, and equal. We'll learn how these women make decisions, how they navigate a predominantly male industry, and what they're doing to level the playing field for women. I hope you'll join us. Wow.